Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Chase McAndrew Podcast. I'm your host, Chase McAndrew, and today I'm talking about my top 10 Batman graphic novels or Batman story arcs of all time. Uh, no honorable mentions. No, this doesn't exactly fit my criteria here. Just me talking about my top 10. So at number 10, I have The Man Who Laughs. From 2005, it's a one-shot. This is a contained story of how Batman and the Joker met and their first kind of clash together. This is a hell of a story if you ever get a chance to read this. I recommend all ten of these and pretty much all the other ones that I'm not talking about here. But if you ever get a chance to read this one, highly recommend it. It It's very, very cool. It's very entertaining. And it's one of my favorite Jokers in all of comics. It's one of my favorite Joker portrayals in all of comics. Let's say that. Number nine is Hush from 2002 to 2003. If you've ever wanted to see Batman's life slowly get ruined by, by someone who knows who he is, that he's Bruce Wayne, this is one of the most interesting, one of the most cool, one of the most thrilling stories in all of Batman. I just recently watched the movie a couple days ago. And while that movie is pretty good, it took so long to get made. It took like 16, 17 years for it to get made, but whatever. The story here and the story that, that that's put into that movie are so good that the movie works. It's so thrilling and so entertaining that that movie, even though it takes, it leaves so much out it still works in a way. That's really, really good. Number eight, I have a tie of two story arcs that are very, very similar. And the first one is A Death in the Family from 1988. And the second and the second one is Under the Hood from 2005 to 2006. If you know these storylines, then you should know exactly why I rec- I, I'm recommending these. They are two classic one, a true back of the day classic, and this, and and uh, the second one, a true modern day classic. A Death in the Family has a very no spoilers has a very significant um, what's the word I'm looking for? Event that happens in it that shaped Batman for twenty something years in the main continuity. And then 20-something years later, they picked up a storyline and they ran with it. And they, they, they picked up that storyline from the death of the, from death in the family and picked it up and ran with that. And it was glorious. And it's one of the best two story arcs in comic book history. I love it. It's so well done. At number seven... I have the Court of Owls, the new 52 Court of Owls from 2011 to, and 2012. This is one of the first, maybe it was the first, I can't remember at this point, it was a decade ago. Of It was the first big Batman event that I remember from back in the day. That I found that I'm still like, okay, yeah. You give Batman a new villain, 
villains, a whole whole thing of villains. And these Court of Owls, man, what they are, who they are to Gotham, what they're doing, are three of the coolest things in all of Batman lore. And for these guys to be relatively new to, to, to the storyline, hell yeah. These dudes are, these guys are some of my favorite Batman villains. And they're great. They're fantastic. I love this storyline. Go check it out. It's one of the very few new 52 stories that I genuine that I was genuinely like okay this is fucking awesome they need to, they need to continue this forever and they have it's great it's fantastic number 6 is Nightfall from 1993 to 1994 if you've ever want to see if you if you've ever want wanted to see Batman fight all of his villains and then fight his new main villain or the new main villain in this story at least Bane you got it um this is an origin story for Bane but also a a continuation for Batman like I said with all of his villains with all this and all that it's awesome the ending to it is awesome what happens after that is awesome. It's just such a good story. I, I won't call it the ending. I'll call it the peak. It's awesome. Then what happens after that is also awesome. Number five is Batman Damned from 2017 to 2018. Little story on this one. This is the newest one on my list. And I didn't read this until late ish last year like middle-ish last year last third-ish of last year or second part of last year actually probably um I was at my comic book shop and my comic book guy was like and we were going back and forth because I was preparing for the long Halloween uh two-part uh movie to come out movies to come out excuse me and he said, "Have you ever read Batman Damned?" And I'm like, "I've heard, I've, I've heard of it, but no, I've not." And he literally grabbed his copy, and he showed me these things. And he's like, "I got it over there. I'll give, you, I'll give it to you for like 15 bucks." So I bought the thing. I went home. I read it. I went back the next day, and I went, "Dude, I have to tell you things." It was one of the greatest ever Batman stories. Like. It is so good. It is so... Just beautiful in the artwork. The art, the artwork in this thing is almost 3D-like. It's so well done. It's so graphic. It's so vivid. It's so beautiful. The story also has to do with John Constantine. So it has some of the, like, gothic fantasy, dark fantasy kind of stuff going on there. Oh, it's so good. It's if you've never heard of this or re or read it, highly recommend this thing. This story is so well done. Number four is the Long Halloween. Shout shout out to Dark Victory. It's not on this list per se, but it's the sequel. It's also a really, 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 really good storyline. 
But I'd put that as an honorable mention. But Dark Victory is really good too. But The Long Halloween Man is the epic, is the masterpiece from from Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. And you want a Batman story that's long, tremendously paced, and just absolutely masterful in every turn. I'm not going to say anything about this thing in case you have not read it. And if you haven't read it, the hell's wrong with you. Go check this masterpiece out. It is one of my favorite ever Batman. If I did pick a top 10, 15 DC stories of all time, it's it, it's it's in my top 15 at least. It's top 10. It's so good. So good. Number three is my second one-shot, The Killing Joke from 1988. What happens in this one-shot still affects DC continuity today and pretty much has since it came out. What Brian Boland, the artist, and Alan Moore, the writer, were able to do with this story and make it so screwed up and so perfect that when I saw the move when I saw the movie adding a prologue that's not in the book ruins the movie because the first 20 minutes half hour of the movie is a prologue that makes no sense it's so dumb didn't need to be there and then and then the next like 45 to 50 minutes with the actual the actual story from the comic It's weird that there's a prologue that doesn't need to be there. It ruins a perfect story that is this comic, this graphic novel, this one-shot that is. It's it's perfect. (laughs) It's so good. It's amazing. You've never, ever read it you're you're doing something wrong in life because this is a perfect Batman and Joker story and the ending is not what I expected it to be but is completely correct and right for this story number two is year one from 1987 Uh, Frank Miller was tasked to kind of bring back Batman after, I, I, I want to say New 52, but no, it, it was Crisis on Infinite Earths back in 1985 and 86. They kind of rebooted the whole DC timeline because it had been it had been so much of a cluster for nearly 40 years or even more than that, or almost 40 years, that they said, okay, we're going to reboot everything. So they made Crisis on Infinite Earths and um, they had super. They had Superman, uh, or just the Man of Steel, from John Byrne, and then they had uh, uh, Batman Year One for Batman as his origin story. And this thing is almost bland. This thing is almost paint by numbers, Batman. 
but making it an origin story, just making it so much cooler, so much better, so much more, more just, it's awesome. I love it so much. The suit, also, in both the movie and in this comic, if I was to make my own Batman story, if I, if I could draw, my Batman would look, would look like this every single time. It, it is the perfect Batman suit for me. And what I like in, to see in my, in my Batman suit, year one, gives it to me in spades. I love it so much. So good. But at number one is after the year, oh no, sorry, the year before he did uh, year one, Frank Miller, I believe he wrote and drew this, The Dark Knight Returns. Year before he recreated the young Batman, he did old man Batman. And to this day, Batman was reinvented so well for this story because you have the, the late 60s with the Adam West show and what Batman kind of was more kid-friendly. And then the, the, all the 70s, he was really kid-friendly too. And then, a lot, and then for up until that point, the 80s, he was kid-friendly too, which isn't a bad thing. It's just he, he wasn't Batman. He wasn't what he should be. And this Dark Knight Returns took an old man Batman, an older Bruce Wayne, and made him crusty, get-off-my-lawn uh, Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino and made him a dark, badass, old, grizzled Batman that is just, like, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's so good. Batman, literally, he the guy has a tank. Like, he doesn't have a Batmobile. He has a tank. And he destroys shit with it. And it's the coolest shit ever. The movie... The movies, excuse me. The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2. If you, if you remember, are my two favorite Batman movie. Are, are, collectively, are, it's my number one. But, yeah, man. I just... I love it so much. This story is so well done. Um, if you, if you took the suit... And the, and the attitude from the suit from year one and the attitude from Dark Knight Returns, for me, that's Ben Affleck's Batman. Like, he has the suit that looks like the year one, but it's more tattered. And he has the attitude of the Batman from Dark Knight Returns, even though, even though he's not as old as that Batman is. But yeah, man, it, it's like the most perfect combination of young Batman and old Batman. For these, for my number one and my, and my number two. Oh, I will never stop loving the The Dark Knight Returns is just that. It's just like, get him back to where he should be as the dark, the dark knight of Gotham. And he's beating criminals. It's so, if you've never read it, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's the reason why Batman is so dark today and so fucking awesome. That's all I got for you guys today. I will talk to you all later on. Bye-bye.